someone's coming to Houston, right? Like <laughs> hundreds of options. Can I make them pick my property? And that's why I like design. My design was more so as a tool to see if I can make this house a business. You can catch me later in the morning. Out with my whole team, we drank our ass off. I'm gonna be the one that's chilling, sitting cozy. With the OG vintage, now tag on. You can catch me later in the morning. Out with my whole team, we drank our ass off. I'm gonna be the one that's chilling, sitting cozy. With the OG vintage, now tag on. Welcome to episode nine of Snapbacks Mimosas. I'm your host, Elenosa Erge, uh, aka Zeta Man. <laughs> yes! I love it! Yes! Yeah. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm joined today with my marvelous friend, Christina, uh, the creator of Epiheart Concepts. And uh, she's going to join us on today's brunch. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. My favorite data man. How's it going? It's How's going your mental? Good. Um, you know, I just was sick for a little bit, so it wasn't Corona, but it was definitely a reminder just to appreciate the little things. So um, I'm getting back from that. I'm busy with work. And at this point, I'm grateful. I have my health and I have a job. So honestly, it's just like, I'm grateful. I really yeah. am. It's the small things that matter so much. And you gave me a reason to have some champagne on a Monday. So I can't get a bad mood. Cheers to that. Wow. That's a that's a new that's a new one. I haven't I haven't had this. Wow, this one what you drinking yeah. over there, Eddie? Um I don't even know the name of it. All I know is when I poured it, there was a shit ton of bubbles that I'm not used to, but that one had a little bite to it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. So you, you mentioned that you you've been uh you've been exploring, you've been out. Um and I just wanted to like get you know understanding of like how that is and like how to how does that like uh equate to your life that you're living now in terms of being out there and seeing the world yes so i have been on some trips during quarantine um to be honest when all this started so i live by myself and mm -hmm. i work my main job is for a super small startup there's only five of us so i work from home in general before quarantine um so when this first started it was not out of the ordinary for me to be at my apartment a lot mm -hmm. but i think what i realized was all the noise was gone right like i couldn't work from coffee shops i couldn't yeah mm -hmm. i guess i'll do happy hour or oh, yes i'll meet you for dinner so like it really got quiet and it really got lonely that first month or so and it made me realize like okay i can't say i don't have time like i have yeah. time yeah right and so like exactly. you with yourself and you're just like the automatic excuse for not doing what you wanted to do was time. Mm -hmm. And we have unlimited amounts now. And it's like, damn, what do I do with my time? And that was hard. Like that first, what was it? April? Yeah. April, April. March, late March and April. Yeah. Yeah. Like that April and May was like, I had to really be honest and say like, what am I doing with my time for me mm -hmm. to act like I'm just so busy that, like, I didn't have hobbies. Like, okay, yeah, you work out, right? Or there's <laughs> a hobby. And it's like, no, like, that's not a hobby. Like, you need to move your body, like, to move your body. Yeah. Um, and so I really just dug into, like, how do I want to spend my time? And so I've been trying to start a, a side business for a while. And um, it's Airbnb, like, management, design, stuff like that. And so I realized, you know what, let me... I had four properties already kind of that I've already done. I was like, mm -hmm. let me put that into a portfolio. Let me build a website. Like, I don't know how to do it, but I'll build a website. And so that's what I spent that first month doing. And then by doing that and kind of putting like all of my properties together, I realized like, okay, I have it a little bit more together than I think, but what I liked about Airbnbs was the travel aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't like the interior design. Like I thought that's what I liked. 
I was like, I like that people come to Houston and I want them to like love being in Houston. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I liked designing it really cool because I want them to be like, Houston was awesome. Like I stayed in this great place. Like it had all the restaurant recommendations. And so I was like, it's the travel side I like. It's not the interior design. Um, and so that's kind of why I picked up traveling these last couple months. Cause it's like, if that's what I do like about this part of the industry, mm-hmm. I want to get a little bit more experience now that that's my mindset, right? Like, it's funny when you travel just to travel, but then when you have like a specific thing you want to get out of it, it completely changes the trip. Um, so I, I took my first trip during quarantine in July and I went to Utah. Have you ever been to that part? I've never been to Utah. <laughs> I could say that for sure. <laughs> it's Neither did, like, I've always known Colorado. You know, I feel like Colorado's, like, the spot. Yeah. Um, Man, but I went to Utah because the flights were cheap and no one was really going there. And I flew into Salt Lake. And, like, the way, the where it is in the U.S., there's just a, you can go from canyons to mountains to desert, you know, all Mm. within, like, a four-hour drive. And when you're from Texas and four hours is here to Dallas, you're like, I'll do it, I'll do it. Like, I'll do the four hours. Excuse me. So... I did that trip and it's just funny as luck would have it one of the airbnbs i stayed at it was this like really awesome like glamping tent so mm-hmm. it's the tent oh, yeah. what's a glamping yeah I, I, know, it's for, I know it's such a millennial thing but i love it so um it's a tent like a canvas tent and then it has electricity and air conditioning and wi-fi and a shower and a toilet so it's the, our version the, of camping. The essentials. Yes, much. it has yeah. the essentials. Um, and I went with a friend and we booked it last minute. And the guy, he's like, I just built this. He was, it's, it's, his, it's his retirement plan. He's like, I put all my retirement money into this. Problem is I built it and it's great. But like, I don't know how to tell people about it. And I'm just mm. like, hi, I'm Christina. Nice yeah. to meet you. Like, I just spent the last two months, you know, building my website, putting all my designs together. Like, really thinking about, do I want to make, like, do I want to really start my own business? Like, you know, like that's a commitment. They're like, yes, yeah. I'm into it. Um, and he needed exactly kind of what I do. And so now that's the property I'm working on now. So I just finished the website for it and I'm slowly growing the Instagram. Um, I'm reaching out to travelers and I'm going to try to start the whole, like, if you stay here, you know, and you post about it, just the promo account. So mm-hmm. I'm learning about social media in that way and that how that's all kind of fallen in line and I know that's like a super long answer yeah I have a lot of questions about it (laughs) but that to me is like at first I just wanted to travel but that's where my mindset was like it was in the frequency of I want to I want to help travelers enjoy traveling like that's why I love Airbnbs I just love allowing people to travel and be like so excited because I think travel is something people want to do but they don't know how to do it I mean yeah, it's that's bad. you know like yeah. it's expensive if, if you don't plan it right it's expensive and I just genuinely want people to like be able to do it and I feel like I've figured out a way that just you don't have to have a lot of money you just kind of have to do a little bit of work and it's like i've done the work so now i just want to give you the work and so you don't have to do it and like yeah it's a blueprint yeah so that's my property that i'm working on right now and um it's been it's been a crazy couple months that's out i mean that sounds wow like all that to be done within three four months is yeah um yeah and i think you said something that's like that really stuck out to me which is like I don't, I don't think a lot of people see it this way, but time is currency. And like, what are you spending your time on is like a big thing about, I guess people are, are, are faced with being stuck in the house or being stuck, I want to say in isolation, but essentially isolation. Like you have that conversation, like what are you spending your time on? Yeah. Like, what do you want to get out of this? And to see that you had that internal conversation and then you were like, okay, like what can I get out of this? And yeah. then you took that first step because a trip to a place you've never been to. And mm-hmm. then that led to you getting an opportunity to design. Yeah. So 
it's just like that first like first internal conversation that like yeah, there's like what, a, a little seed no exactly and what i think is funny about that is so like from january to march i was working on an airbnb in houston it was going to mm -hmm. be um the homeowners i convinced some homeowners to allow me to convert their um it was a seven bedroom five bath in rice village huge property I did the interior design and my goal was to make it corporate housing. So anytime a business had group travel coming in, instead of getting seven hotel rooms, mm -hmm. I was trying to push this model. So from January to March, like I finished it the same week Rodeo Houston was canceled for quarantine or for, oh, right? Wow. Yeah. So from January to March, I'm like, oh, I have this huge house, like any business trips, like I'm reaching out to Rice University staff, I'm reaching out to the med center. My whole plan from January to March was I'm pushing business travel for groups or group mm. business travel. Then Corona hits. And so I'm like, no one's traveling. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that was my, like, that was my plan for my business. Like I put everything into that. And at, like, I mean, for the first two weeks, look, I'm in the Airbnb industry. Like, it's not like Corona hit. And I was like, cool, let's think of the, no. Like I was yeah. like, shit. shit, yeah, yeah. This is the first industry that's tanking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, I had my first couple of weeks, like doubling up on the champagne, just, you know, um, <laughs> getting my Netflix in. And then I realized, I was like, okay, you can sit here and you can wait until it's over, which thank God I didn't because it's been however long it's been. Yeah. Or I was like, what can I do right now? And I like, that's what I, when you're trying to start your own business, when there's no path laid out, it's like, okay, what can I do right now? Like, I don't know what I can do seven days from now, but what can I do right now? And that's when I had the idea. I do need to put all my properties, all my numbers into one easy to share website. And mm -hmm. so I was like, I'll learn how to make my website. And so that was like, what allowed me to kind of, okay, now I have my website. Now I have some confidence okay, now, you know, and so it's like, if I Easy didn't build stress. that website, I wouldn't have been able to pitch to this, because that was what I told that guy, I was like, I can build you a property website, like, I've never done that, but I built my own website, so, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you can only connect the dots when you're looking backwards, and like, being able to be like, oh, shit, like, that's why I made yeah. my website. you know? That's crazy, so, yeah, it's exciting, yeah. too. Yeah, it is, it is, it, it gives you that confidence of like, you're never gonna have it figured out, but like if you're just doing one percent, you know, like we just need one percent. One percent. Something's gonna, something's gonna add up eventually. So I'm one percent. That's my, that's my thing. That's a, that's, I can go one percent. And I mean, it, it's it's a lot easier than like looking at like the big picture because the picture is just so fucking big. But if you like, okay, if I look at this one section, I can understand this one section. And then mm -hmm. I can move from there to something else. So um, it's a good, good insight and perspective. Yeah. Actually. And I think, it's, like you said, like, with that, like, at least I can look at this one thing. I was like, worst case, I know how to build a website now. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, okay, worst case, if, if <laughs> I don't even launch my company, like, at least I know how to build a website. So it's like, I've kind of had to realize that, like, if you're doing something, at least that's like learning a skill or you learn something like worst case you learned that skill or you know the basics of something you know yeah yeah exactly well how, how did you get started in design though like was that like a, a long time passion that was like hidden you know um here's the thing with design so about two years ago um i was introduced to a family that has a bunch of student housing properties Mm -hmm. And long story short, they had a property that was going to be student housing, but they didn't want it to start until like the school year started, but the property they bought in December and the school year started, <clears throat> excuse me, in August. Mm -hmm. So they were going to leave it vacant and I convinced them, can I turn it into an Airbnb? Like, would you be, and then you can just get, um, rent it out for student housing as furnished student housing. And they were okay with it. So in reality, the, what I like, and so like I was, I'm a marketing operations person to where what I like is like, can I turn this, can I make someone coming to Houston want to pick this house? Like, that's what I saw in it. I was like, yeah. someone's coming to Houston, right? Like, <laughs> I have hundreds of options. Can I make them pick my property? And that's why I like design. My design was more so as a tool to see if I can make this house a business. Mm -hmm. um, 
it took me a while to realize that. Like at first I was like, oh, am I an interior designer? Like, is this what I like to do, right? And so I'm like, maybe I like to do interior design. And then I learned um, it's not the interior design. I like the fact that that's a tool I can use to get people to want to choose this house. Like I like that challenge of one, can I turn this house into a business for the homeowner? Two, can I convince this random person that's never been to Houston to pick this property? So that's what I like about interior design. It's like, and you know, I liked being able to really put Houston stuff in it. Like I did like, welcome to the, like, welcome to the age, but then like double cup love, like just like little yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, if you're going to come to Houston, you want to have like that Houston vibe to it. So yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And so like, I tried to do, and I had like printouts with like Paul Wall and like just stuff where it's like, you, you might be like, who is this random rapper? But I felt good knowing like, I'm bringing you Houston if you come to, you know, if you come to yeah. Um, So that's the part of interior design. I, I, I use it as a tool to really like see if I can convince people to stay at a property. Uh, and how did that turn out though? Like the first time you did it? Turned out really well. Um, I got, so the prop, I mean, I've, I've been blessed with the fact that these properties were in, um, right by Rice University. So great location, right mm -hmm. by the Metro. And it was, I finished it in February and then rodeo season hit. So, you know, I had a ton of rodeo bookings, which was nice. Um, it was a property for the six months and then the occupancy rate was at 56%, which is, I think the norm was like 32. That's nice. Um, yeah. yeah. And they made back everything they spent on interior design and then an extra like four grand. So for six months for a property that would have made nothing, I have to pat yeah. that a little bit. That, um, yeah. Congratulations to that. That's awesome. But it, it helped because I really was just thinking about like, I was like, if I was in college, you know, like I'm thinking of my friends and like, I think there's a disconnect that we forget the humanity side of things where you try to make, you know, especially with work, you're like, no, this is work. Like, do the numbers make sense? Like what look, and it's like, no, like this is a human being. Like at the end of the day, everything boils down to service, right? Like Facts. it does. And yeah. you know, Jeff Bezos, right? Like, why is he successful? Because he met like at the end of the day, he fulfilled a service for us that was needed, you know? And like, why do you like a musician? Because like, they're providing a this service connection, for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I really, I really think about that when I do properties. It's like, it's someone coming to travel, like what would they want? And I think about what my friends would want. Like you stay at Airbnbs, I mean, yeah. you're like, great, no, no, like no solo cups. Like we know we want that. <laughs> I you gotta go to the store for the solo cups yeah like if i have a five bedroom i'm not gonna say no part like come on i know my yeah. people, so it's like have two trash cans like let's have mm -hmm. some, all of it so i just think that that realize like keeping the humanity side of it is what helped me be successful in that for sure um yes. and i mean i had some hiccups like there was definitely some i cleaned all the properties myself so there was some uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I found some things in the freezer that probably shouldn't have been in the freezer. But, What's in the um, freezer? Oh my gosh. And then people forget how to flush toilets. Mm. But somehow three bodily fluids are in it. And it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, things happen in Airbnbs that don't happen in normal homes. Yeah. yeah. But lessons learned. Lessons learned. It was fun. It was, it was a good I mean, I've, I've, I've almost died in Airbnb. Really? Yes, in can New Orleans. Is this a story you can share? I could share. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, right? <laughs> it, it wasn't like, it wasn't because I was partying too hard. Like, I barely started partying. But, uh, so we're, we're in this, this like voodoo like house in like New Orleans. Oh gosh. And like, the walls are painted like this bright ass purple. It's like, you know, the, the colors from Nola is like purple, yeah, yeah. gold, and green. Gold. So, like, that's, that's how like the colors are and i'm like dog i think i went with like eight guys <laughs> i'm like dog i can't breathe <laughs> and then oh like God. i just i just have like this crazy asthma attack and it turns out <laughs> it turned, night? to start oh. like i was dying <laughs> oh my god i was dying and <laughs> it oh turns god. out the walls are are fucking lead paint like it's like old it's like old old and i was Shut just like uh, what is going on 
I thought it was like voodoo or something. I was freaking out. But it was lead paint. How did you know it was lead paint? Did they tell you? Yeah, they're like, oh, it's lead paint. I'm like, I, what is this, 1955? <laughs> like, what is it? Like, Isn't that like illegal? At this it's point? illegal. Like, now they're casual, like, oh, yeah, it's the lead paint. <laughs> so oh, I, had a, <laughs> I went to the hospital and I had to get a shot in my ass. Yeah. Nola, man. Nola, man. Nola. Nola's crazy. Jeez. <laughs> Of course, of course you have an asthma attack in NOLA because yeah. of like Because where else would that happen? <laughs> like, of course. Yeah. So that was my one Airbnb story. I mean, I have others, but. If we all do. <laughs> Airbnb, I, yeah. I chose a bold, uh, bold. It's like everything that my friends and I have done to Airbnbs. Now that I'm on the you're, side. Yeah, you see it. Give it to me. Give it to me. I'll I'm take it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. And, and so like you're working on this this uh this new location and mm-hmm. where is this location again? So it's in Fredonia, Fredona, Arizona. So it's right on the border of Utah and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um kind of Fredona, I think like, Arizona that yeah. runs. Okay. <laughs> I just had to say that. I know. I know you can, we can, yeah. Um, it's 50 minutes from Zion national park, which mm-hmm. it's a big national park. And then like an hour and a half from the grand Canyon. So it's a pretty good location if you're like, want to get in that area. Um, but it's a cabin and then a glamping tent. And then his name's Randy. He's the owner. He's building two more glamping tents. So by the end of October, it'll be able to sleep like two in each tent and then four mm-hmm. in the cabin. So 10 people total. And it's awesome. It's just in the middle of the canyons. And now that you've never been to Utah slash Arizona, have you been to Arizona? I've never been to Arizona. You got a place. I'm not kidding. Hit me up. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's so fun just to get in nature a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing. I need to get into nature. Like I'm I'm all into like city life. What's nature? I need I need to know more. And to be honest. It's two hours from Las Vegas airport. So if you want to like dip into nature, dip back to <laughs> <laughs> to do it. So it's a great it's location. So yeah, I know. And that's the thing. It's a great location. And the owner himself, he's just like, I want people to experience. Like I bonded with him because he's like, I just want people to be able to experience it. I mean, it's right now he has that $100 a night when everything oh, around wow. him is almost yeah. 100 a night. You know, and like he's hand built the furniture, he hand built everything. And he's just like, I genuinely want people to be able to experience it. And so I just felt like, like I want to, I had the best time there. And I was like, I want to be able to just tell people like, come on. Like my brother has been, he went last or two weeks ago and he loved it. And I just like, I want everyone to go. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. So I got you on your next trip. You, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting sold. I think people listening right now is going pretty pretty sold on it. So okay, so yeah. like, what's the next step? Like after like you're you have this one location, and you you kill this one location because I know you're going to kill it. Like, is there like a branching out for you? Yeah. So. You know, as always, here's my plan, but mm-hmm. catch me in three months and I'll probably be like, <laughs> I don't know, in Alaska trying to build igloos, who knows. But my plan as of now is I like Randy a lot because as an Airbnb host, he is to me what Airbnb is meant to be to where it's like, it's someone that lives in an area that genuinely wants you to come and feel comfortable. And like, yeah, it's a business. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying... You know, but I like that he genuinely, like, the way he builds the properties is very respectful of the land, like, because, you know, a lot of it's old Native American land, and so a lot of what he does is, like, that's why he builds the tents, and, like, um, the way he's built the fire pit, he matches the red rock that's in the canyon, so he respects the land and and tries not to, like, disturb it too much, and so that's why I want, like, to share his property, because I want people like him to get business. Airbnb has just been infiltrated with now it's like the corporate model right yeah yeah i'm sure you've seen them when booking you know like it's like great like another industry that when you have a company that's able to rent 
you know, 12 houses and make them all the same. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to help homeowners like make an Airbnb and actually compete with these type of companies. Um, so that's kind of where my mind's at right now. So when this works out, my goal is like, is to be able to maybe travel, find an Airbnb or two that I think just needs a little bit of marketing or needs a website, meet with the homeowner and say, Hey, I want to build you a website. I want to build you an Instagram. I want to teach you how to do your own marketing and whatever, you know, whatever, however many more bookings you get because of it, I make a percentage. So it's a win-win. If I don't do my job, I don't get paid. But at the same time, like I want you to genuinely have a chance at yeah. being a business owner. Like that's what I love. Like I love Airbnb because you can be a business owner. That's so beautiful. Um, and so that's kind of my goal. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> like, I, mean, that, I think honestly, like I don't think we've ever had the chance to think of Airbnb in that way. Because, especially when yeah. I'm in like in, in college. Like it, when I was in college, it's like I need a place to stay. I need to be cheap, and I need to be close to where the scene's at. Like that was like my mind. Like mm -hmm. that's where we gotta mm -hmm. look for. But like when you're describing it in such a a beautiful way like this, I'm like, dang, was I really misusing Airbnb? Like, <laughs> but no, no, and that's a good thing because in reality, that's where we were in that part of our life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, fair. That's I fair, think. Fair. I think this travel, when I traveled now, I held so much more reverence to it because it was like, look, like at the end of the day, I'm not an idiot. Like I know what I'm risking to travel and I know what other travelers are risking right now too. Mm -hmm. um, not only health, but financially time, like you said, like time, you know, what, how are you spending your time? And I just respect the fact that like, I think now as we get older, the way we travel we're not so much like, okay, I need a cheap, quick spot, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, like I want a place where- and the experience, everything. Yeah, so I want those properties. And those to me are the properties where it's like, I didn't book a hotel for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want a hotel feel. Like, I want to stay here and, and feel it and be like, wow, like this couple is doing this together. Like, that's cool. But- in reality, those homeowners, the age group that they're in, you know, more our parents' age, like they make these properties and they only know how to post it on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. So I want to be like, no, you can make an Instagram. Like you can make your own website. Like it's, you know, you can run all that and have your own marketing outside of Airbnb mm -hmm. and allow yourself to compete. So like, that's really, that's really what I'm, I'm trying to do. Okay. I have two questions. So the first question is, when you're on Airbnb and you're looking to find these places, like what are you looking for that makes like that draws you to like I want to go stay there? So, so I'll give an example for that Utah one. Um, mm. The main thing was was he was the cheapest. Like I said, he was a hundred dollars a night for a luxury glamping tent, private everything, grills, all that. Everything around it was closer to three hundred. Mm -hmm. So, you know. I like to think like it's funny when you're aware of certain things like you know normally it'd be like holy crap that's a great deal like that's cheap mm -hmm. let's do it but where my head was at during that trip I was like uh there's something wrong here like the host doesn't know what he's doing like yeah. I want to help him mm -hmm. Gucci, right yeah, and so yeah. that's kind of what I looked at in that was just like once I booked it um well it was funny because actually my friend booked it and then like he told me he was like this is the price and I was like wait, this place is awesome. This? Like, how yeah. Only, yeah, like a hundred dollars, <laughs> like with everything, like it was nuts. So that's kind of what I look like, look for now is what's the outlier properties. And mm -hmm. like, if you have the ones that are super cheap, it's like, okay, is there anything with design that I can like, that's cheap, you know, some stuff, some properties you just like, I'm sorry, sis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but some, you know, it's like, if we, if we spent, $300 on some interior design stuff, like, and built you a website and took new photos, your property could be up there. And so I just look at the ones that normally from a price standpoint that are the cheapest and see if there's a way I can get them to be at least like in the middle market. Yeah. Um, because normally the ones that are the cheapest are the ones that are owned by couples or, you know, by an individual person. So um, that's more so what I look for and the quality of pictures you can see professional pictures versus regular pictures mm -hmm. pretty easily 
Um, and so I just look for that and interior design and pricing are like the two things that I usually can kind of, I can help out on. Nice. Nice. So. Okay. It's a whole like, I'm figuring it out as I go. I yeah. Really, yeah. I mean, those are solid things though. Cause like I'm yeah. thinking about like yeah. if my mom had a house and she was trying to put something on Airbnb, I knew, I know for a fact it would be a disaster. Like I know for a fact that she will take her photos and she'll think they're the best photos in the world. But yeah. like, <laughs> but like mom, like the flash isn't on. But like, you know, it's just like helping them out with like putting stuff on things. Well, just the technology in general. Like, yeah, yeah. I, can see, I can see that being an issue. Um, yeah. And, and that's think, like, especially with Corona, it's mm-hmm. like, I want people like your mom to wear like, if all the, you know, the kids are moved out of the house and now they have three empty bedrooms, like just to let them know, hey, you have an option to make an extra mm-hmm. two, 300 bucks a month. Like it doesn't have to be like, this is now your job, yeah. but I just Side feel hustle. like more people, yeah, like, you know, if you have the property, because I think a lot of our, our parents had so much, um, put so much emphasis on owning a house. Like that was their like Facts. American, yeah. right? Like yeah. I need to own a house. I need to own a house and I and so I don't want them to feel like okay I bought this house now it's just me and my husband or now it's just me or cool you know and like so those are the people that I'm just like I want to really help them and I don't know I think everyone in reality not so much wants to be an entrepreneur but does want that sense of power over their finances yeah. You know, um, and I think Airbnb is one of those ways where it's like you can do it and learn it and be flexible. You can do it six months out of the year, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. a really good power to give to people. That's awesome, actually. Just think about the side hustle. Like, oh, um, side hustle. yeah, the side hustle is just, and it's right there. Like, it's, it's probably one of the easiest ones. Like, like, that's the way I think of, like, how Uber changed the game and Lyft changed the game. It's just like, I already have a car you know and yeah. like why can i not just make some extra cash with the car that i already own essentially be a taxi but like on my own terms but yeah. you know that's that's like i think that's that's like the beauty of like the time that we're in right now it's like there we're always thinking of ways to like make do more or like take what we have and expand it to a broader like scene or audience i don't whatever word you want to use there but like it's just like expanding what you have currently to help yourself out i think that's pretty it's pretty cool so i am in in favor of airbnb for sure um the second question that i had was when you have when you have these these uh i guess these these houses or uh i guess houses um when you're when you're like making a description to like bring people in and like you're making their life easier by like telling them what areas to go visit. Like, how are you communicating those words to draw people in? Like, what's the, cause you already explained it with the H town and you like gave the flavor of Houston into this, into the house. Like, what are you, what are your main goals when you look at a property to drag us in? Yeah. Um, so this is my first property that's out of Houston. So mm-hmm. being from Houston, you know, going to college here and young adult here, it's like, I felt very confident suggesting the restaurants that I suggest, suggest you know, cause it's like, mm-hmm. I, I've been there, I know, I know it. Yeah. yeah. And so with this property, um, like I said, I went there on a trip myself and then I got it and then I went back to Houston and I'm trying to pitch a part of America that I went to for four days. Mm-hmm. So that was hard. That took a lot of like, how much bullshitting do I want to do to where you've read a website where you're just like, <laughs> yeah, like the, you know, the rolling hills of the great, and it's just like, yeah, okay, all right, chill out. You know, like, chill. And so I did that. I did that website. I did the whole like the American Southwest and its exquisite beauty. And like, I did all of that. And I was literally reading poems and 
writings about the Southwest and copying and pasting lines. I'm like, man, this place sounds magical, right? So that's what I was doing. And I read this thing and I'm like reading it, like barely able to even keep up with what I wrote. Yeah, what you're saying. I'm like the exquisite and then we have exclusive and then we have, and I'm just like, stop with the adjectives. We get it. Like, it's a great, and so I was like, stop. Like, and honestly, what helped me was my brother booked a trip there. And so I was, my brother was like, tell me what I should do. And so I, I text him everything. And then it finally hit me like, okay, exactly. Like how you explain that area to your brother, throw it on the website. Mm-hmm. And like, then I was like, okay. And that's where I told you about like the humanity side. I'm like, people looking at this property are coming here the same way I did wanting to travel, wanting to experience it. So like, I rebuilt the website to where it's like, this is what I did. And these were my experiences. Mm-hmm. And like this, like I genuinely enjoyed it. And I was, you know, I'm very honest to where it's like, this is the two hour drive from here, but like I enjoy road trips. So it wasn't far, but if, you know, if two hours is far, it's two hours. And I think now I really like the flow of it because it, mm-hmm. it just seems so much more honest. Um, and I think that that's all what we kind of like when you're reading a website, you're, you can tell when it's just like wordy mm-hmm. and bullshit. And then when you can tell when it, it's like, there's a reason why people like reading blogs, right? Instead yeah. of reading like websites, because the blog is like a diary entry. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I used it. And so, and so now I'm realizing like, to be honest to myself, these properties that I do get, I'm going to have to go to because like, I don't want, if I have your trust, I don't want to lose it in the fact that I'm, I'm making up stuff about this part of town. Right. So since I've been there, I just used it as I'm explaining this to my brother. How would I want to explain it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you've touched on humanity a lot. And I know mm-hmm. that I follow you heavily on, on your IG. And, and during this whole quarantine, like you just haven't been like traveling and like doing the whole Airbnb you've also been a real advocate for, you know, getting people out there to vote and using that 1200 that we got from 45 uh, to actually help people in need. And I've always, I I thought that was like amazing. Um, Just like, we're also in this, we're also experiencing the same experience of coronavirus, but like our experiences aren't the same because some of us are, are, uh, we are, we're blessed to have our jobs. We're blessed to be in good health. The other people aren't in that same predicament that we're in. And I, I just wanted you to go ahead and explain, like, what made you start that uh, that thought process to getting people to help out, pitch in, so you can go over there to, like, the food bank and, like, donate some cash to help out people that need our help. Yeah. Um, so when everything hit, um, I guess for a second, I felt, you know, like we got that check. Um, mm-hmm. is it 45? Is that what we, yeah. We got the check <laughs> from him and, you know, like, you know, my, and nothing, but it's just like, oh, cool. Like I'm going to get this skincare line that I, you know, I wasn't going to get it, but like now I can get this skincare line or now yeah. I can get this. And nothing against that, but it's just like, I was like, damn, like, I really thought I was like, there's these families, cause you know, um, I'm one of four and my parents, my mom's an immigrant, my dad is from New York, but we grew up pretty poor up until I was probably about in like high school-ish and, or maybe late middle school. And I never really knew it until you're older. Like, I don't know how parents tend to hide they, problems. They can but hide they so much. Yeah. And so, you know, my dad, he's like, I remember buying baby formula with coins. Like I would have to save coins to buy baby formula. And so, I started thinking about, I'm like, I'm a single person, no kids. And thank God, you know, this $1,200 is great. Like, of yeah. course I can use it. <laughs> but it's yeah. Not, yeah, it's not something that like was keeping my lights on. And I just think, wow, there's like a single mom with four kids. And out of nowhere, she now has all her kids at home and she's getting mm-hmm. $1,200 for a five month. I mean, at this point, I didn't know it was going to be a one time yeah. thing. But, yeah. You know, I'm like... I just felt so guilty and then I felt so helpless and 
I've always kind of felt that like whenever I feel helpless, I just, it's always kind of been in me to like help other people. Um, because at the end of the day, like I'm just all about like, if you're helping other people, you can't be doing, like it can't be bad. Like it can't yeah. be wrong to be helping someone else. Um, and so I think you're, you're, you're familiar with Aspen. I feel like she's a friend of yeah. Jay's actually. Yeah, so her dad is a priest at a church, a pastor at a church. And she made a post of just like, there's a food drive if you want to come. So I went and we um, delivered food to, it was like a car line. We were delivering food to these families and it was heartbreaking. The, the food, the Houston food bank was supposed to come with food and the church had beans and rice, like dried beans and dried rice. Well, the food bank couldn't come. So there's mm. this line that has been waiting, like this line of cars that's been waiting for, I think it was like two or three hours. And all we had was a five pound bag of beans and a five pound bag of rice for each car. Like that's all we had. And it's all we could give them. And mm. they were so grateful. And I'm thinking like, you know, they're like dried pinto beans and like dried yeah. rice. Like something you and I would, we'd walk in the grocery store and be like, yeah, yeah not getting discard it. Yeah. Yeah. And these people waited hours in their car for food and that's all they got and they were thrilled and like that was really what opened my eyes to like I feel really helpless because it's I I think what we talked about earlier like the, you look at the big picture and you're just like holy shit like I can't do anything like the world is suffering from this virus but I'm like I spent two hours giving out this food and these people were thrilled and so that's where I got on my Instagram and I was just like hey y'all like people are suffering and I'm not saying donate your $1,200 check to me. What I am saying is if you give me five bucks, like I could, you know, I was like, if just five bucks, a dollar, like whatever, like just give me a little bit of what you can. And I want like, it'll directly go to these people. Um, and I wasn't expecting anything out of it. My thing was I wanted to be able to buy some groceries so that next week, if the food bank didn't come, I'd have something. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks to all of y'all, like all, it was $2,000 I got. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so with that, um, I worked with Aspen's dad and we actually, we waited about four or five weeks because the way, um, I guess like when tragedies hit, there's a lot of money at the beginning. And then mm -hmm. once it drags on, you run out of money. You run out, yeah. 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 So we waited about five or six weeks and it was around during like the second rent payments due. So we used the 2000 towards utility bills, rent and everything like that instead of food. Um, and so that to me, and that was like in April to where I was like, I need to stop acting. Like I think people pause. It's like, if I can't save the whole world, then I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what? Screw it. Like I can't solve it. So like, what's the point of even trying? But it's like, yeah, but, you know, all my friends helped 10 families keep their house and their lights on. Like, we made 10 people's worlds, right? Yes. Like, we have to think, yes. like, we made 10 yes. people's worlds. Like, we might have solved the whole world, but we made these 10, pe <laughs> 10 families' worlds. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that just, like, really changed the way I look at everything to where it's just like, what is the world? Like, your world right? Like my world, like someone can change my world. And so that's what I think about when it comes to our impact on people. I'm just like, why am I acting like the world is just like the physical globe? Like, yeah, it's, it's really person not. Is in their own world, you know, yeah, like I can make yeah. someone's world. And so I want people to know that. Um, I don't know. I, I have the guilt of like, when you do something good, you're not, you know, keep it to yourself. Like don't brag about you know, when you feed the homeless, like do yeah. it because it, I get that. But at the same time, if we don't share when we're doing good, we only see celebrities doing it. And we, for some reason, think I have to be a millionaire to donate. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to normalize is like, as normal as it is to share a cheers boomerang, which I'm down for, let's normalize, <laughs> hey, I helped out this family or hey, if anybody wants to donate money to me, I'm going to go to the food bank next week. I'll donate it directly, you know? So yeah, know, that opened my eyes to that. It really did. It was, it was a really good experience. Yeah. I, I know when I, when I first saw it and I was just like, cause I was taking it, I was like, Oh snap. Like, honestly, I didn't even think about it. Like I was like, Oh, 1200 bucks. Like I'm just going to throw it. I'm going to like buy something and then like pay like the bill that I needed to pay. 
yeah. But like, yeah, I don't really need to buy what I, what I want. It's not what I need. So like, I just felt like, okay, mm-hmm. like you're like it was an inspiration to me. Like, yeah, I definitely want to like help out. Like, why not? And I mean, I wasn't expecting the money. <laughs> like, it was just like given to me. It was just like, okay, exactly. Yeah, so, and so I, I really did appreciate that. Like, I was just like, dang. Like, we can all help someone out, you know, no matter who it yeah. is. Just like, so I really did appreciate that. And uh-huh. then you didn't stop there with the... With <laughs> <laughs> How much time we got? No, I'm just kidding. We might need to... This might be your longest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you um you you uh you, you're leading the charge and like getting people registered to vote and i, I am. that Thank you. that's amazing too and like i know i sent you my stuff because there's no way i can do it going back to houston so like i just like yeah and i was able, i'm able to vote in austin yeah. now thanks to you so yeah. like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I, I also, yeah, like, and, and voting is such a, such a huge, it's a huge, like, issue now. Like, it's always been a huge issue, and not to, like, make this whole thing political, but, like, for people, like, our age and younger, like, voting wasn't, it wasn't, like, ingrained in our minds of, like, oh, I gotta go do it. Other than me, like, I was super excited to vote at 18. Like, I was looking forward to voting at 18. Like, I waited in line just to say, vote, you know? Oh. <laughs> like, but that's just, like, the like the political, like, scientist in me. But, but yeah, like, I just thought that was cool, like, getting people to, like, realize, like, you, you do have a voice. You should use your voice. Like, even if you live in Texas and, like, Texas votes a certain way than your own ideologies, like, you still put your voice out there and it shouldn't be diminished because you don't think that you're going to win. Um, your voice still matters. So mm-hmm. like being able to get people registered and get them on the right path of using their, their rights as citizens, I really did appreciate mm-hmm. that. Like, so oh. snaps. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank, snaps you. Really Thank you. Yeah. And that was another one of those things where, I love America, okay? I'm not going to come off as anti-America, but I will say this. There's a reason why our school system never teaches us about voting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why is it that we are, what? We do one fake election when in sixth grade where we cast a ballot on the computer, okay? (laughs) I've learned, if anything, that you gotta educate yourself Mm -hmm. because we um, have a government that is in control of our education system. They're in control of our food industry. They're in control of the way we vote. Like when you have one governing power that does everything, you have to start thinking, okay, at the end of the day, for our country to keep functioning the way it is, how do its, how do its citizens need to behave and how does it need to play out? Like we can't all think we have a voice. We can't all think we have the power to run our own business. Like, mm-hmm. right? Like we have, I mean, there's a reason why we're in school from eight to five or eight to four or whatever. And then yeah. we're in our work from nine to five. To like, five. Yeah, there's a reason why we have the same lunch number and then now we have a driver's license number. Like all of that is setting us up to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, is I really, I was one of those people that like, I was like, your vote doesn't matter. Like Texas is a Republican state. Like, why does it matter? Then I really started learning about black history and I really started learning about voter suppression and the reality that this is a whole nother thing, but the reality that slavery turned into the prison system and the fact that if you're a felon, you can't vote. vote. I I, I realize there's a lot of power in that because why, why would that be the case? You committed a crime you did the time for, but you can never vote again. Mm -hmm. And then I started, you know, um, reading about voter suppression and i'm like if votes didn't matter why is the government working so hard to keep us from voting why are they keeping us uneducated about it why are they making it hard to vote and that's where i was like i started learning about local elections and that's where i was like okay like to think that elections are only for the president is like 
that's lazy. Like, yeah. let me learn about yeah. local elections. Like, let me learn about like down to the superintendent, right? Down to the board of education. Like, we don't have kids yet, but holy shit. Like, yeah, voting for who's board of education is so important. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's like, <laughs> let's learn about that, you know? Um, and the big thing that opened my eyes was I learned about Fort Bend board of education mm-hmm. and right now there's three of them are women five or there's seven positions three are women four are men but last time they voted um it was two women and five men total and so the last vote like it was a 30 vote difference between there being three women or two women and i know that's not like a huge deal but you have to think i'm like 30 votes yeah that's a- to, get to like closer to at least a minority mix like wow, like 30 votes, you can sway an election with a group of friends in local yeah, elections. Exactly. And that's why I was like, let's learn that. Cause like, we can control who's sheriff, you know, we can control, like, we can control that. Those are like mm-hmm. hundreds of votes difference. Um, and yeah, so far I've registered like 32 people. Hell so yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> But that's like another thing that I think our generation is finally like, let's learn it ourselves, screw the man. And worst case, I think we find power in our voice, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think uh, it's important to focus on the process and not so much the result. And like what this has taught me is like whether or not my vote turns Texas Democratic or Republican, I'm never going to know. But the process of me realizing we have power in our voice and and allowing other people to talk with me about this and having better conversations. I'm like, this yes. is the important yeah, exactly. process, right? Exactly. Like, so exactly. I'm really glad that our generation is just so much more comfortable talking about it. Um, it I know it's a touchy subject, but I don't know. Do you find it curious? Like, I find it interesting, and I want your viewpoint on this, to where we're not supposed to talk about religion, politics, or salary. But right like that's what you're not supposed to talk about like you're told you don't talk yeah, about those things yeah that yeah. is what makes you you like yeah that's your identity like and it's, it's so much your viewpoint mm-hmm. right like yeah i can understand you a lot based on your beliefs and your situations in those categories why mm-hmm. can't we talk about that so I, that's uh, just very interesting it's really interesting um and it's just because people are so uh i guess it's 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 so partisan like it's like it really it's a really divide because like it's if we're going to talk religion um i think that's like the best example it's like religion you can't you we've been taught through the bible or through pastors or through a lot of things that there's only one right religion. And that goes for all religions. Like there's only one, I wanna say all religions, but I would say for the majority, for like the big ones, they're like, it's only one and the other ones aren't valid. Like, and that's, I think that kind of plays into the point of like, there's no there's no right or wrong. I mean, there, there's there's only right and wrong, there's no like in between. And I think that goes goes into play when we talk about like, there's only one way of thought in terms of like politics or viewpoints and if you don't think this certain way then you're wrong and that's that's yeah. where i think and um so wild. Uh, being a political scientist that i am <laughs> um it's just it, I've, I've been i've been taught that that way but i've also been blessed enough to be in a college uh, atmosphere shout out u of h uh, where they can actually like okay there's, <laughs> there's just one viewpoint but there's also several other viewpoints that you're not you want to be privileged to think about talking to your inner circle or your inner community because like let's be real in your inner circle or your community you kind of have like the same thought process unless you're smart enough to branch and talk to other people but you grow up in a shelter of people that you think are like because that's who you're allowed to be around like we're going to talk about like communities so they have one set of of a thought process to be honest and i think 
it's not until you go to college where you're where you're open and to like not being sheltered anymore by your parents that you have to go outside of your community to like talk to these people and yeah uh, and i guess like there's like a there's like a fear of like coming off as rude or inconsiderate when you talk about religion or politics or salary when honestly all it is is just an honest conversation um and just no skin off anyone's back by having those conversations like and, and that's where the truth comes out though that's where the truth comes in terms of yeah. like if we're, if we're going to talk about salary that's where the truth comes out because like yeah women don't get paid the same amount as men and you wouldn't know that if you don't talk salary and if you're doing the same work as your woman counterpart and she's doing it better than you but you're getting paid more then like what's the what's the equality in that so like it's just like a blocking in inequality by like not having these conversations that's what i think yeah no i i mean you said it perfectly and i i, I think that that's on purpose to keep us divided Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like I said, I'm not anti-government or whatever, but it's like, exactly. Like, if, I, if you and I are doing the same work and you're getting paid more, there's, but we make it um, against societal norms to talk about our salary, you and I can work in the same company for 20 years and never know it, it never, right? It, yeah. So it's like, yeah. that is a way, and especially as females, you know, like, as a female talking about money, I mean, no, like you just don't do it. But the craziest, crazy thing is, is like women outlive men. So a lot of older widows are females, mm-hmm. but we never talked about money. We don't know about finances. So mm-hmm. I think how you said it, it's perfect. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I hope that if this time has done anything, it's to realize like there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. and we got to mm-hmm. be willing to talk about it. You gotta have those. We gotta fight for each other. Exactly, and you can't be afraid of having those tough conversations. And that's one thing that I have been really grateful um, to this time in isolation due to COVID. It kind of gives you that chance to sit back and not be uh, in a rush. And when you're not in a rush, you have enough time to actually think. And you have enough time to actually communicate. And I don't. I think that was one thing that was missing was. A communication the communication act aspect of a lot of things was just missing from i don't know if i'm speaking for myself from myself it's just we don't communicate mm-hmm. often or we don't communicate uh efficiently effectively mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah that's that's why there's I, a lot of why noise. I think it's because there's a lot of noise like mm-hmm. this has I mean, I know people joke like 2020 vision, like this year was a bust. And I'm like, talk about 2020 vision. Like, have yeah. we not been like, <laughs> yes. like I yeah. see clearly now how the world works. Like not, I don't know everything, but it's like, this isn't a surprise that there's this social injustice, like revolt going on. Like there's not this surprise that America is still dealing with coronavirus and politicized it. And I mean, we have a health issue. Like mm-hmm. Americans are unhealthy, right? Like, social injustice has been going on since literally our country started. Like this isn't a bust of a year. Like this is 2020 vision. Like we mm-hmm. see our we world. was expected something totally different, but this is exactly Yeah, it's like my eyes have been opened and I'm glad that this year's happened. It's hard, but I think we've all had to sit with ourselves, like you said, and better communicate, become more effective, become more efficient and realize like, what am I saying? Like, what message am I saying mm-hmm. without the noise? Like, what am I projecting? Because, I mean, it's a, we got to figure it out. Like, this is our, yeah. this is our generation now. Yeah. Like, we got to figure this shit out. That's crazy. I was thinking of that now. I was, watching, I was watching some TV show or something, and a commercial came on. It was like a Subaru commercial about, about uh, I guess, global warming or being conscious to the environment. And he was like, and I want to leave my child with, like, a better environment. And I was, like, thinking, I was like, damn, I was the child. Like, when they first said it, I was the child they're talking about. But now I'm the guy in the commercial talking about talking about his child. Like, And I'm just like, damn, like, we can't let it, 
we can't let him say the exact same thing I'm saying right now. Like, you gotta, like, wow. yeah. That's a really also, good point. Yeah. It's also Saturday night, and I had a couple of shots, but I was still <laughs> thinking. <laughs> you were thinking it. Still thinking. Well, I mean, you know? that's a good point because, like, in reality, like, how confident would you be right now? And I'm not talking to, like, I'm not saying if a random girl calls you and it's like, hey, congrats. But I'm just saying, like, how confident are you right now bringing a kid into this world? Like, I'm very, I don't know, it freaks yeah. me out. Like, it freaks yeah. me out to think, That's like, fair. do I want to bring a kid into this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I know that's kind of, like, dark, but at the same time, it's like, you got to be real, too, you about what's exactly. going on. Yeah. It's, and so, we all have to be real. That's the that's like what it is. Like I, I feel like they're. I want to say people are fake, but they've been. Uh, they've ignored a, a lot of things, and now we've been faced with it that you can't ignore because there's nothing else to preoccupy your mind with. So yeah. you have to face no, it exactly. like, straight on. So yeah. Exactly. So that's it. Well, where are we at now? I gotta see. I know we we hit it all. We went from travel to you want kids or not. Yeah. (laughs) This is a conversation you should get on. I love it. This is a conversation (laughs) I love. Like I'm so grateful. This is off track, but that you asked me to be on this because I've watched your past episodes and I'm just like these are the conversations that if we normalize this type of conversation, you feel so much more empowered because you're just like, holy shit. Like I know more than I think I'm with people that think more than I know. And like, Mm -hmm. why not? Like, you know, it's just, it's a feeling that we can be higher. Like we can reach a higher frequency if -hmm. we're willing to get vulnerable and say like, Hey, I'm still down to drink some champagne. We can still get a little boozy, but like, instead of talking sports, let's talk about like, what are you doing next week to help people register to vote more? You know, like we can have exactly. those conversations. We can have them. Exactly. Exactly. And it's I, the one percent. One percent. You know, what that was the whole purpose of this whole thing was like it inspiring people to like, you know, do things that they haven't done. And if it, if that means having a conversation, then that that also that 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 is exactly what I was trying to do. Like just get out of your comfort zone and do something that you haven't done. And um, I really, enjoy, I've really enjoyed starting this podcast. Honestly, it's Good. been, it's been, one, it's been one of the high points of isolation and quarantine and, and Corona. So, yeah. Oh, good. Thank good. you. Good. I think it's important. I think if you have, I have this quote on my fridge and it's, if my creator endowed it in me, how could it be wrong? And I like reading that like every day because like for you, like this podcast, it's almost selfish. If you have this idea and you're too scared to do it, it's almost selfish to keep it from the world when it's like you are meant to do this. And you've always had, you know, your charisma, like even in college, like you have this energy about you, not to sound woo woo, but like you're super (laughs) easy to talk to. Yeah. No, like you you just have such a good energy. I, I knew that when you were, when I met you in college, but like for you to do this, like this is you giving your gift to the world in a way that is one, your creator meant it for you, like meant you to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's pushing that in the right direction of allowing people to be heard and then also allowing yourself to be heard by other people. I think it's super important and I'm really proud of you for doing it. I think it's awesome. To my heart. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I think that's a perfect place to end this episode. Yeah. Um, But before we go, uh, is there a place where my followers and fans, the brunch fam can, can find you and your work? Yeah. Um, so I have an Instagram, Eberhard by Design. Um, you can that's like my personal one. I don't know if you want like a personal plug, but follow me. I'm usually pretty funny and I got some cool stuff. Um, I'm going to be finishing the Instagram for it's called Kane Beds Corral. So that's that property in Utah slash Arizona. 
So if anyone's planning on traveling there, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up, it's super isolated, um, two hours from Las Vegas airport. Cane Beds Corral, that Instagram should be up probably in the next week or so. Um, so follow my Instagram for that. And if anyone is planning on traveling to that part of the country, feel free to DM me. I'll help you travel. I made a map of like all the stops I did. So I'm more than happy to email it to you. And that's it. That's all Hell I got. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining me on Snapback Filmosis. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Of course. Can we get one last cheers in? Yeah, we could definitely get one last cheers on episode nine. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Eddie. I love you so Bye. much. Thank you for doing this. Of course. Peace. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks again for watching another episode of Snapbacks and Mimosas. I really appreciate y'all tuning in. Hey, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, even share it. I'm trying to get it out there. Um, again, thanks for tuning in.